Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that because you're already listening to a podcast. Do you love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlwood, your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by gaslight, and of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. What follows may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world is full of stories. Stories of mysteries. Of curiosities. Of oddities. Join Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange... The bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. All right, let me let me sit down in my creaky chair and we'll share some ghost stories for our Halloween special. That is Jethro's, terrible. Jethro's creaky. All right, you're making me anxious. <laughs> Stop. All right, I'm going to leave. Okay, don't don't do that because I want you to do most of the work. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that seems right. Right. Um, Welcome to our second annual Halloween special. We're uh, very excited about this. Throughout the uh, last couple of months, we've asked people to send in their their stories of uh, unexplained events, paranormal activity, ghost stories. The strange, the bizarre, the the unexpected. unexpected. Well, I, I didn't expect you to say that. You didn't? No. The response that we got was was really great, and so we decided that we were going to break this up over uh, a couple of episodes. So this episode, of course, drops the Monday before Halloween, and then we will have part two, which will happen on Halloween night. Yes. So it's a week of Halloween celebrations with the Box of Oddities. It's a very special Box of Oddities. Blossom gets her period. Now, Halloween is like your favorite holiday. You, you're a little disappointed because this year you were not able to plan your, your costume because we're kind of occupied with the Halloween tour that we're on. That's currently. right. Yes. I haven't had any real quality time with my hot glue gun, uh, which is the only way that <laughs> costumes ever get done in, in my world. So, uh, yeah, it's been a little disappointing, but uh, I'm happy to trade that for what we're getting to do. Yes. So, I yeah. mean, sure. yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sad. I'm just, you know, it's, it's something that I, I do treasure. What's your, and, what's your favorite costume that you've personally designed? Um, uh, I, I think probably the Chatterer Oh, that was, was amazing. my favorite. Yeah. Have we posted pictures of that? Um, yes, because you did, you did the whole full head latex makeup thing that it was quite an impressive display of artistic ability. Well, thank you. I, I genuinely don't know. Uh, I know we did, uh, we shared the father Mackenzie and Eleanor Rigby photo. Right. 
Um, Which you wouldn't understand unless you saw it because it was really pun related. And I think we shared the Beetlejuice yes. and Lydia photo, but I yeah. don't think we've shared the Chatterer. We should do that one. Yeah, all right. I'll find it somewhere. Anyway, uh, we've received stories from people all over the country, all over the world, actually. And we're going to we're going to play a few of them for you. Love you guys, by the way. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your stuff. Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. My name is Eric. I live in Arvada, Colorado, and I was going to share this story last year, but I wanted to document it so it would have more impact. I am not an investigative reporter, so you get what I got. The year, 1985. At that time, I drove a 1969 Jeepster Commando. Nine months of the year, I drove around with the top off. It's Colorado. You hold a piece of cardboard over your head when it rains, and it's not too bad. <laughs> this fall, this day, was still very warm. I was going to a class to become a first responder. Driving west on Highway 58 from Denver to Golden at about 7 p.m., I crossed a bridge and was coming to a large high cut in the road bank. I saw a strange weather event up ahead. Something was whirling on the edge of the road, half on the road and half on the shoulder. It was a very pale blue cylinder of wind, flat on top. It was 20 or so feet tall, 15 feet wide, was rotating at least once every two seconds. I checked my rear view mirror for traffic. There was no one on the road behind me so I didn't want to miss the opportunity to investigate this whirling weather phenomenon. What I did was drive my Jeep right into it at about one mile an hour. It was cold. The smell was that of a walk-in meat locker freezer. It also seemed to be a little bit brighter inside. I finished that evening's class, went home, and told the wife about the very cold, whirling, small cloud weather event. A week later, my wife showed me an article in the Rocky Mountain News about a ghost that had been seen since the 1890s close to Golden, Colorado. Seems there was a man in the park just down the creek from the old Coors Brewing building. He was hit by the train that ran through the park, but his body was never found. He was there on the side of the tracks away from the park and the people. The slowly crawling train passed the man, and he was gone. Nothing was proven, but the engineer was suspected of killing the man by accident. Well, there would be accusations, questions, investigations, and worst of all, paperwork. Much easier to drag the dead guy up and throw him into the firebox of the engine and make a very low-speed getaway. (laughs) The air that goes through the firebox whirls violently. It is to facilitate combustion for higher temperatures and make more steam. Efficiency is the goal. Over the years, the whirling has slowed down. The tight, angry black tornado about the size of a man has moved away from where it was first seen. It doesn't occur as frequently. There are many buildings standing where the park once was. The weather phenomenon has wandered up the side slope of the valley to stand by the highway, watching cars go by. So... Okay, let me see if I get this straight. So somebody jumped off the train, grabbed the guy, threw him in the firebox. And then because of the way that the firebox worked, that was yeah. the whirling right. side of the road crazy thing that that man drove through. Yeah, and it smelled like the inside of a meat locker. As a uh, 100-year-old ghost man. tornado. Ghost tornado m- would. Might, yeah, yeah. 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 That's weird. Thanks, Eric. That's and, amazing. Well told, and uh, you've got a nice voice. 
Oh, yes, I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just sounded very personal. Well, you know, I... Also, I, Eric, are you coming over for dinner tomorrow? <laughs> I've made a roast. Now, a couple of people sent in recordings, but they, they didn't work for whatever reason. And you have actually this person sent in a recording and a text that they had written. Yeah. And, and so the recording didn't work. You're going to read the text. So Jenny says, uh, I'll try to be quick. It's 1991. I'm just giving you a moment to get yourself into All right. okay. what it would feel like to be 1991. Sure. Imagine there's a scrunchie in your hair. Right. And you're wearing gels. <laughs> okay. Three girls sharing a big old house, inner city suburb. Almost on Brisbane River. This is Australia. Yes. Brisbane? Brisbane. Three girls sharing big old house, inner city suburb, Australia. Ferry into town every 15 minutes. Perfect. House was a little odd. Apparently, the owners were blind. And everything was in Braille. Even the oven. Huh. My girlfriend hated my bedroom. She would only spend a few minutes in there before she would say, I'm freezing. I hate this room, especially that corner. And she would leave. Saturday morning, beautiful day. My girlfriend at work as barmaid. My turn to pay the rent, then pick her up and her boyfriend from the pub she worked at after lunch. I lock the house up, go to lock the back door, and a voice booms. And I mean booms. You're not leaving. The door I'm walking to slams shut. Oh, my God. No matter how hard I try, the door is not opening, like something is pushing it shut against me. I ran back the way I came, down the front stairs, jumped into my car, and I bolted. I go pick up my mates from the pub. I retell the story. My mate said, I told you, there's something in your room. I replied, no way I was going home just yet. So we grabbed a ferry. We went into the city. We had a few drinks. That's always good. Get liquored up before you deal with the demons. Absolutely. It makes so much more sense. Yeah. Well, it makes for um, a greater likelihood that you'll actually go back to the house, I think. (laughs) Uh, We had a few drinks. Uh, The banks of the river are filled with restaurant shops and markets on a Saturday. It was late in the afternoon, uh, dusk, and we had to walk through the marketeers packing up to get to our ferry. A little Scotsman uh, with a checkered cap was sitting at a little table, and he beckoned us over. He said he was a psychic, and he could hold my hand and give me a reading. I said I didn't have money for a reading, and he said, it's on the house. We held hands, he closed his eyes, and after a little while, he looked straight in my eye and said, there's something in your house, no, and it wants you. Now, I never mentioned anything about what happened that morning about the door and the voice. I had not even told him my name. I try to act calm and I say, okay, uh, well, we better get going. Yeah, I need more drinks. Because by this stage, the three of us had goosebumps from head to toe. And I really need to talk about this, you know, by ourselves. So we were freaking out on the ferry ride home, talking over the top of each other with ideas on what should we do. We arrive home. The street lights are starting to come on. All the houses in the street have lights on and the blue blur of television screens peeking through the curtains. We three are standing on our front stairs, about 15 minutes in total, arguing who should walk up the stairs first. (laughs) 
And no surprise, I have to go first because it wants me, not them. Great mates. So the three of us tiptoe up the stairs. I gingerly stick the key into the lock, throw the door open, and go to turn on the corridor light. No power. Only house on the street uh-huh. without power. Of course. We go to turn around and run away like frightened mice down the stairs. Bing! The whole house lights up like Christmas. But the absolute freaky thing laying down the hallway was my Duna. Duna is like a, like like a, a quilt. Like a quilty sleeping bag sleep. kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Two pillows and cushions. Made up bed for two lovers. Oh, no. We went. The ghost had the hots for Jenny. It seems that way. Wow. She writes, we ran screaming out and down our local street, which was down to down our local. That must be. Okay. You Australians. (laughs) We ran screaming out and down to our local, which was about a block away. Uh, We all got so pissed on tequila uh, just to get our nerve back. We didn't. (laughs) We get home. There's nothing in the hallway. We didn't move it. But because we were drunk, we ran around screaming at whatever it is or whoever it was. Fuck off. Banging pots and pans. That'll do it. Lucky the neighborhood didn't call the cops. Mm. My bed was made as I had left it, but the three of us slept in the lounge. True story. What a Saturday. Oh, my God. So they came back and and the ghost had made up a little love nest in the middle of the hallway. Yep. But when they ran out and came back later... All of her stuff was back on her bed like it had never been moved. That's right. But she Holy slept crap. in the living room nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she said, we moved out three weeks later. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have taken me that long. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, it's great. There's only a couple things worse than a, than a demon in your house. And that's a horny demon <laughs> in your house that's playing around with your Duna. Yeah, hands off my Duna. Don't mess with my Duna. The Box of Oddities with Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. You know, as your kids get older, there are some things about parenting that gets easier. I remember once hearing my sister tell my little niece, if you put your pants on, I'll give you some Fresca. And when kids can start to reason that they get something if they do something right, it's a lot easier to manage them. Having that conversation about money with your kids, that's not the easiest thing in the world. Fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made just for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on the kids' spending and savings. While kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Your kids will learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to the games that teach kids skills in a fun, accessible way. When I was a kid, I had expected chores, and then I had bonus chores. And bonus chores were where I earned money. And so if you're thinking like, hey, my kids should be doing stuff around the house. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But maybe there's extra ways that they can learn how to be a successful financial money person. What was one of the bonus chores that you had to do? (sighs) Rub my mom's feet. And what did that pay? I don't know, like a quarter or something. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate their life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash oddities. 
That's greenlight.com slash oddities to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash oddities. I've got to tell you, the longer we've had our aura frame, the more I love it. I have kids and they live about 3,000 miles away and my daughter is expecting a child and she has been sending me updates on her baby bump through the aura frame. And since I can't be there to experience it with her, it's the next best thing. And speaking of mothers, if you're looking for the perfect gift to celebrate your mom in your life, Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames. It allows you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and super easy to share photos with the Aura app. And here's the thing, if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. We love Aura Frames and living so far away from family, thanks to Aura, it's the next best thing. It's like, it's like almost being there. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Box of Oddities freaks can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code Oddities at checkout to save. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com and use code Oddities at checkout, and you will save. Thanks, Aura Frames, for bringing my family a little bit closer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Box of Oddities. The question is, why? Our next story comes from Joe. Joe lives in Gettysburg. And uh, she... <laughs> I just love the excitement yeah. on your face as you say this. Scooch down, Get. shoulders up, and your teeth explode. Well, you know, it combines two of my favorite things, uh, Civil War history and the paranormal. Mm, it's true. She's actually been listening to our, our podcast right from the beginning, and I asked her a long time ago, I need to hear all of your different experiences that you've had because she's been there in Gettysburg for quite some time. Hi, Kat and Jethro. I'm calling in with my ghost encounters. Um, I have lived in Gettysburg for most of my life. Um, my first apartment about 10, 13 years ago. The weirdest thing was in my room one night. I was asleep and I woke up while it was still dark, early, early, early morning. And the room was dark, I mean, lighter than it should be. And I saw this short, bald man standing there looking out the window. And at first, in my sleepy confusion, thought it was my friend. Maybe he'd come over for unknown reasons. Of course, he's neither short nor bald. So at that point, I was like, hello? And I sat up because I wanted to slip past him, get out of my apartment in case this was an intruder. 
soon as I sat up, this apparition was gone and the room was, you know, the darkness that it should be. In my second apartment, same building, different floor, I heard a little kid's voice in my ear go, dee, dee, dee. And I did not get that, oh, it's a little child, how sad or peaceful or whatever. I got like a bad feeling like this thing was evil, that it wasn't good. I work at an animal hospital and it's built on on battlegrounds. And so I've had a lot of, you know, friends tell me they've heard things in there. One time I was sitting in our office and I could have sworn I saw the corner of my eye, somebody walking down the hallway saw the shadow and I thought they turned into the office with me I wasn't really paying attention to the door so I hung up the phone I looked nobody's in the office uh, nobody's in our food supply room which is next to the office if they'd gone into one of the, the appointment rooms or the bathroom that's next to the office I definitely would have heard the door and then another time I was up front and I felt like three fingers touch my shoulder. And I turned around and said, didn't you guys try to get my attention and touch my shoulder? I was like, is this a ghost? And they're like, um, I didn't touch your shoulder. Just going to carry on then. I often feel something brush against my leg like you would with a cat or a dog. And having that be a vet where sadly many come and pass on, it's not really too surprising. I've never had a bad feeling there. I walked through in the dark and alone and never felt like, oh, this is so scary. At my home, which was new when we bought it 33 years ago. Again, it's on, you know, battlefield ground. And my mom and dad and I will hear each other say our names. And when we didn't call them, it just this oh. happened just a couple of days ago. I could have sworn my dad said Joe. And then when I asked him later, he's like, no, I, I never said your name. And he'd had the same encounter recently, too, where he sort of sworn I said dad. And I was like, no, never. Um, we smell a lot of cigar smoke. Nobody in the family smokes. We smell perfume that nobody wears. So a couple weird encounters there. There's not a lot, surprisingly, being in Gettysburg, but I know a lot of things happen. I have some weird pictures and all that. Those are my encounters. Bye. Pictures, please. Wow. We need pictures. Yeah, that's such a weird feeling when you know that you've been touched, that someone touched you, mm-hmm. and it's, oh, there's no one there. Well, you had that experience. I think you maybe shared it last year. Um, it wasn't so much a, a touch, but you were driving, and um, the radio was on, and then static came over the radio, or it just went dead or something, and you heard somebody in the back seat go, Cat. It was Katie. Oh, Katie. Yeah. Which is what they called you when you were younger. Yeah. And then the radio came back on and mm. everything was fine. Oh, good. No big deal. Yeah. But uh, it, more recently, I, I told you uh, last week, someone touched me in the shower. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You thought it was me. I keep. I'm usually doing that. <laughs> I keep seeing uh, things out of my periphery. And last week, uh, something touched my shoulder. And my hair's not long enough where that could have been that Mm -hmm. and you weren't in the room and it's just it was one of those things where i whipped around and nope nothing there i've had experiences where i would be just drifting off to sleep and be in that that kind of twilight Mm. uh sleep state and i will hear just as is plain as day somebody say my name or just hey like that you know something Trying to get my attention, yeah. it seems like. I always assume that's that's the sleepy times yeah. well, making yeah. its way up on me. Yep. Uh, but yeah. It is. It's, it's freaky. It is. Megan wrote us. She said, I've been waiting for the chance to send you this story for a while. To begin, I want to give you a little backstory. When I was about 13 years old, my parents split and my dad bought a new home. 
We learned that a few years prior to him purchasing the home, there was a car accident involving a car of teenagers and one of the trees on the property. Sadly, two of the teens did not survive. When we moved, we were still finding car parts in our yard from the accident. Oh, no. And the families had memorials set up near the tree. I always had the sense that there was a spirit in our house, and I was pretty much terrified of the dark. Our bedroom light would turn itself on and off. You could hear footsteps at night, and there was just a really off feeling. I shared a room with my sister upstairs. One night, I was probably 15 or 16, I had what I sincerely hope was a very horrifying, vivid dream. The dream began with me in my bed, when my covers suddenly were yanked off. I started to feel my legs being pulled and ended up being pulled completely out of my bed by my feet. My sister's bed was very close to mine, and when I got pulled almost all the way out of the room, I reached to grab the foot of her bed to try to stop myself from being pulled further. When I did, I caught my wrist. It was scratched on something, causing me to let go. I began to try screaming, but no sound would come out. This force that was pulling me out of my room, still dragging me by my feet, and started to pull me to the top of the staircase. Just as I was about to be pulled down the stairs, whatever was pulling me let go like no big deal. I stood up, and I walked back to my room. I got back in my bed, and I fell straight to sleep. I woke up in a panic. I had to calm myself down until I noticed that I had a scratch on my wrist. Oh, shut up. To this day, I have no idea what actually happened that night, but something I will always wonder about. Wow. Thanks for making an awesome podcast that makes my day of work go a lot faster. See that? <laughs> okay, Megan. <laughs> yeah. You can't just launch into normal pleasantries no. when you had a poltergeist trying to eat you. That's terrifying. It that sounds is. like it could have been like a, a case of sleep paralysis like we've Oof. talked about before. But what really makes it even stranger is the way that the, quote, dream came full circle. In other words, she was dragged off the bed in this dream. Let's assume it was a dream. Mm -hmm. She's dragged off the bed in this dream state, dragged over to the stairs and then let go. And then she gets up and in her dream state, walks back and gets into bed and then wakes up. Mm -hmm. It kind of closes the circle, which really, that's amazing. That just, it sounds very much like a... uh, Altered states kind of thing. It's freaky deaky. Uh, you remember in uh, Pet Cemetery when uh, Lewis dreams that Pascal takes him out to the Pet Cemetery? Yeah. And he wakes up in bed and he's like, oh, you know, and you can tell he's like, oh, I'm relieved. I'm in right. my bed. Okay, everything's fine. And then he pulls the blankets back and his feet are all covered in mud. In mud, yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> well, we actually had a couple of submissions from Australia. And uh, this last submission for this particular episode comes from Liz from Australia. Now, Liz sent us something for, uh, for last year. Apparently, she leads a pretty freaky life. For sure. Happy Halloween, Jethro Cat and fellow freaks. It's Liz calling from Melbourne, Australia with another freaky Halloween story for you. Are you ready? All right. Don't say I didn't warn you. It's freaky. When I was about six months old, my family moved from Melbourne to Bangkok, where my parents made some great local friends, some of which were just about to move into a beautiful traditional Thai teak home. The Thais are predominantly Buddhist, and when someone moves into a new home, they have a big celebration to bless the house. 
A group of monks, always an odd number, come to the house to bestow a blessing on it and those it contains, and when it's over, there's a massive feast. Part of the ceremony involves the use of a ball of white string, which is usually tied around a special object from the local temple. The head monk starts unravelling it before passing the thread between his fingers and then handing the ball of string to the next monk and then the next until they complete a full circle. In our case, the circle went around the house with all of us within it. The monks started chanting and anyone within the circle is blessed and projected from all the bad juju that's potentially under or in the house. Once the circle is completed, no one can leave it until the monks finish their blessing, where at the end of the ceremony, the string is cut and one of the monks will leave, move around the crowd and sprinkle holy water on the heads of everyone. All right, that's the background. Now are you ready for the freaky shit? Okay. My mum, dad, sister and I, me in my mum's arms because I was just a baby, all headed off to this special day and joined in the large group of friends and family who'd come to share in the celebrations. Mum says they all chatted for a while and waited for the monks to all arrive. With everyone in place and the string being passed from monk to monk, I all of a sudden started to become very restless. The more the string unravelled, the more uncomfortable and upset I became. When the circle was finally completed and the monks started chanting away the evil spirits, I began to cry, and I mean cry. Mum was super embarrassed, of course, as we couldn't leave the circle and everyone was giving her the stink eye. I just wouldn't shut up, and the more the chanting went on, the more crazy I got. According to Mum, who's had her fair share of freaky stories and experiences herself, my screams actually became frightening. She says that my face became contorted. My mouth seemed bigger than it should be. I was bright red, like almost purple and super angry. The scream coming from me was not that of a baby. She said she wasn't sure what the hell was happening and all the other people at the ceremony started to pray for me. Everyone was quite unsettled. My screaming became deeper. I started to sweat. I got redder and scarier. And when the monks finished chanting and the string was cut, I stopped immediately and went back to being a normal, gurgling, adorable baby. Normal colour and temperament, like nothing had happened. People were very wary of me and the monk came to bless me afterwards. It was an odd experience to say the least and mum still gets totally freaked by it, Mm -hmm. even today, 44 years later. The funny thing is, we visit the same house when I was in my teens and I was struck down by a really strange illness. I just felt really, really sick. My body became almost paralysed and I couldn't move, which had never happened before. I felt totally weak and was in bed for nearly a week. Now, I've been to Thailand a few times since and various countries in Asia, and I'm often blessed by random monks or nuns and have lots of really weird experiences. They'll just come up to me, touch me, chant or bless me and give me things. I don't know what the hell happened, but uh, I think it's safe to say, I am your God. Weird, huh? (laughs) Anyway, excuse the uh, Australian accent. I know it can be a little bit hard to understand, but uh, happy Halloween and, uh, yeah, enjoy. First of all, Liz, don't ever apologize for your delightful Australian accent. We, We understand you perfectly. I just feel bad that you have to listen to our scattered American accent. Uh, we must be impossible to understand in Australia. Yet also, people listen to us there. It's uh, it, it is shocking. We must sound like garbage bags. Illiterate garbage <laughs> bags. 
That's that's what we could go for Halloween this year. Just garbage. Bags. Yeah, we will just put garbage bags on and then spell it wrong mm. on the garbage bag. Yep. We're illiterate garbage bags this Halloween. That's an easy costume to get together at, at the last minute. Mm. Yeah. See, I told you, babies are awful. <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The embodiment of all evil. Uh, thanks, Liz. We always love hearing from you. So part two of our Halloween special will drop on Halloween night this coming Thursday. Very excited. Thank you to everyone who has sent in your stories. We love them. We do. Uh, please don't stop. Curator at theboxofoddities.com. Look forward to seeing you Halloween night. Until then, keep flying that freak flag. Fly it proudly, you beautiful freak. And so, let it be known that the Box of Oddities belongs to you. And its fate is in your hands. The Box of Oddities commits to the telling of stories. Stories of the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. We wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage. TheBoxOfOddities.com On Facebook at Facebook.com slash Box of Oddities Podcast. On Twitter at Box of Oddities. And Instagram at Box of Oddities Podcast. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. If you like this podcast, can we recommend another one? It's called Big Picture Science. You can hear it wherever you get your podcasts, and its name tells part of the story. The big picture questions and the most interesting research in science. Seth and I are the hosts. Seth is a scientist. I am Molly, and I'm a science journalist. And we talk to people smarter than us, and we have fun along the way. The show is called Big Picture Science, and as Seth said, you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everyone, Stakuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.